What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. It's been a it's been a week. There's been a little lull in the schedule. Uh, so we've got some time to chop up the amazing, fast-paced, big-money January transfer window and what the Todd father has been doing out there in the streets. Uh, American owner making American-style moves out there trying to change the system. Let's see what we can do with financial fair play with the rules as they stand. But Jay Martin, you get the uh, you know first word around here, bro. Let's let's start peeling this apart and talking about this window. Well, dude, it, it feels like it's been forever since we've it's been wild. back. I, I missed your handsome Thanks, face, man. Buddy. Um, I thought January was supposed to be boring. Yeah. I thought like maybe you throw like an ad on and you get like a Marcus Alonso type, you know, just to kind of supplement the team. Dude, this has been like a cataclysmic facelift for the entire squad. It's been awesome. To, to, to enjoy while it's been going on. Cause normally this type of cash isn't spent, but dude, we are just, we don't give a shit. We're just throwing bags of cash at people. We're like, get the, if we have a chance to get the body in, especially if we can get the body in without having to deal with competition, get them in the door and get those long-term so deals. Been- like the, these, these long-term uh, amortizations over the course of the contract, it is genius. It, it's, it's freaking fantastic. And if, and when they do change the rules, they, they're not going to be able to, you know, change them in the next couple of days. And, you know, also there's no take backsies. You can't, you can't go back and say, Oh, those are all bad. Hey, we did the deals. They're done. They're on the books. That's dusted. He's making a smart move by getting in while, you know, the market is open. And as soon as FFP changes, we're trying to make the changes to the stadium. All of that money has to go out the window. He's investing in the team wisely now. Uh, with the projections, I think, and then they won't have to pay as much later because they won't have to make as many moves. So I have I have a lot of mixed thoughts on this in general. I think the strategy is great, right? Because you have to roll the dice, right? The, the, the team has been fledgling. There's there's issues, right? There's a lot of holes to fill. And this is as a result of having previous bans during transfer windows, having certain moves that we overpaid for and not work out. Obviously, we're not where we want to be on the table. Right. Um, We can view this as genius, but like it makes me scratch my head. Every single transfer that has been made in Europe has spread the release fees or the initial transaction fees over the term of the contract. This has been here, whether you sign somebody to a three year deal or four year deal, a five year deal, this has always been available. So, it baffles me that number one, that nobody else has thought of this. Of all of the people who are operating clubs in and around Europe, that nobody had ever thought, listen, I have a sure thing or I really want to invest deep on a guy and I can go ahead and control financial fair play by doing this. It shocks me that it hasn't been done before. It's even more shocking that this has been available. These guys had to have been aware of it. And now they're all crying like little bitches because we just went ahead and exploit. It's not even an exploitation. This is the way this shit was. You just didn't have the balls to really invest in somebody. Now, that said, this could really come back and bite us in the ass hard. Because if a guy like Mudrik has some kind of career-threatening or career-altering injury, or if he just ends up sucking, we're going to be sucking wind on these things for a really, really, really long time with potentially unsellable assets. So I don't feel this is unfair at all. We're taking a risk with doing these things because we're going to have these guys on the payroll for – the second half of a decade 
fair play on that. And I think that this was a good time to do this. So again, we don't have to compete with the Real Madrid's and the other big clubs in and around Europe. So good for them. Go I for mean, it. So he, here's the deal. I think that this is him learning from the baseball situation. You know, re- remember the Dodgers, while they have been wildly successful, they've been kind of grabbing guys in the, in their prime, paying those $300 million contracts to the really established players. Whereas you take a look at like the Braves, they're like, they're the best. they get these young dudes, give them, you know, long-term deals up front based on the projections They're you know, they think that this guy is going to be really good. Let's pay him now, buy out his free agent years while they have those, you know, all that control. And they're doling out again, those seven, eight year contracts, whatever it is, 10 year contracts to these, to these guys that they believe in are going to be their core guys. They might miss on a couple, but the fact of the matter is those guys in this game are going to get that money somewhere else. You may as well keep them and have their prime years, you know, under club control. I think he's definitely learned from the situation in in baseball, and he's trying to apply that same, you know, youth control model with the players that we're bringing in. Yeah, and listen, almost everybody that we brought in is in their lower twenties. I think everybody, if not younger than that. So again, we don't know where their careers are going to go, but. If you're going to take a bet on somebody, that's the bet you want to take. You don't want to be spending this kind of cash on a 29-year-old or a 30-year-old and then being pot committed to somebody who may be entering into the twilight of their career. Um, It just, dude, it it baffles me that everybody has known that this has been a thing. And all of a sudden it comes out because we did it, that it's some crazy revelation or they're taking advantage of, this is unfair. They're, They're taking advantage of a loophole in the rules. Bro everybody's been doing this. It's just, we decided to do it gangbusters at an extreme level, but that also comes at significant risk. So nobody should be complaining about it. I don't even think the rule should be changed, but listen, if they do and they don't allow anybody else to, you've just made our moves even better. A hundred percent. And, and then, and then you wait for, go ahead. Do what you gotta do. What, what is, what is the, is the, what can the supporters say to, to, to Todd Bowley? And that says, it was like, Hey man, they changed the rules because of me. Sorry guys, I'm putting everything out there that I possibly can, and you can't say that the guy's not committed. I mean, the dude is throwing absolutely monumental levels of cash, outspending entire leagues. Like, I mean, like they, they we've outspent the Bundesliga and uh, the French league into as like you know as an individual stat. So. I mean, it, it is remarkable the amount of capital that's coming in. And I think people um, maybe in Europe weren't quite ready for this type of punch in the face. Just saying, hey, we're here laying a marker down. London is blue. Yeah, I've seen some people. I think they're they're making it seem like Todd Bully's sitting there like like a gotcha. Like, oh, I'm so genius. Like, I'm so smart. I bet you he stayed there being like, you guys are all fucking morons. This was, this was, the writing was on the wall for this. Like, how, like, why weren't you guys doing this? This shit's been on the books for years. He's probably looking at every other executive like they're, like they're dope. Yeah. Whether, this pans, whether this pans out or not, we'll see. Time will tell whether all these guys develop and become the true core of our team and we can really start to build something. But I don't think he's sitting there like he's some massive genius who just deciphered the code. I think he's like, you guys are all fucking stupid. And rightly so, because everybody had the opportunity. I mean, I, I love that, man. So that gives us a perfect segue. Let's just start running down the list, man. Let, let's start talking about yeah. the guys that we brought in for January 
And it's nice and easy on the top. It's the hottest topic. Let's get right into him. Mr. Mudrick, the left winger, unbelievably pacey and fast, 22 years old. We're paying $76 million for him as it stands right now. Might be some additional add-ons. I don't know what that number is going to be at the end, but it's a whole hell of a lot of money. Came in from Shakhtar Darnesk from uh, the Ukraine. Dude, I don't know if you saw the stat, but he had like the fifth fastest clocked run in the Premier League, uh, you know, in, in this in this decade, uh, in his first, you know, match. We haven't even seen what this guy can can really do, but he's already laid a marker down of about the type of pace that he brings into the side. And we need somebody who is dedicated like this, who has that. And it looks like this kid is a gamer. He's been staying later, watching a lot of films, really trying to up his game. It looks like he's somebody that's trying to rise to the level of competition. And it is amazingly refreshing because we need this type of injection of talent desperately. This was the shocker for me out of all of them, because all reporting leading up to this thing was that there was a love fest going on between him and Arsenal. He wanted to be with Arsenal. Arsenal wanted him. The deal was basically done. And it's crazy because apparently the final offers that were made were almost exactly the same between Arsenal and Chelsea. And with all of the news that was coming out about how this is a, you know, a marriage made in heaven. I'm still shocked that we got him. And as we did get him, I started, again, I'd seen him play in one game for Donetsk. I knew nothing about this dude, but as you're watching him and people are saying he's like a, like a Killian Mbappe Jr. Now forget about the skill set because Mbappe is arguably the best in the world, but just as far as the speed and the power and determination of runs, like somebody who could take the top off and put tons of pressure on that side of the defense. I mean, just collapse form, collapse shape. Um, That's awesome. So Again, all of these guys, we're going to need to work really hard and put the right people around him from a coaching standpoint to develop these guys. We have to make sure they all stay healthy, right? But the, the shocker signing, and I think probably the one out of all of them that has the most potential. I mean, he's a brilliant to watch. I mean, just the one game we've seen him in, he looks different than everybody else. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's hard to jump off the page in the Premier League, but he, but he does. Uh, it's easy to understand why any side would would want him. An explosive, direct player that, again, is just going to inherently create problems. He's the type of guy where he can influence the game without touching the ball because people have to be aware of that pace. they got to look over the shoulder. they got to account for that one extra thing. And that can put additional pressure and try to force teams into mistakes and capitalize on those. Can't teach speed. You can't teach and speed. And you can't practice again. That, 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 dude, that dude is fast. You can't practice That dude can move. Bro. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's a that's a nice number uh, on my man, Mr. Mudrick. Really excited to uh, have him in the side. So next up, my personal favorite signing, the California Redwood, Benoit Batia-Shile, the 21-year-old. We only... I feel like $41 million at the rate that we're spending was like a bargain for this guy. If you're shell, you know, uh, shelling out 60 and change for Mark Kukurea, give me $41 million for Benoit Batia-Shile every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, very elegant, out of Monaco. I love the left foot. He looks very composed, just very together out there. Uh, it, again, just like he has this elegance to me. 
And another guy who stands out, he is a tall dude. I mean, he's big. And I just, I love him next to Tiago Silva. I love the, 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 the old man playing chess, just using Benoit Badiashile as a piece and teaching him how to read the game. I also couldn't think of a better mentor for Benoit Badiashile than the graceful Tiago Silva. Absolutely. I mean, for, from a communication standpoint, given that, and we've talked about this before, the fact that Tiago speaks French, that's big. Huge. For a young kid, you need to be able to communicate back there. And, you know, if you had an Englishman, that, that would have been tough for a guy to transition until he learns the language himself. Um, he's looked great. And you, you almost wonder, there's been a lot of big money signed. There's the potential for more really large dollar amounts to be splashed, whether it, we'll get to all these guys, but whether it is a long-term extension for Joe Felix, whether we get over the line with a midfielder and we're going to throw a ton, shit ton of cash that way. You almost wonder if it's, if it's one of these type of guys, right? Like not, not the guys that we threw a couple of dollars out as a project as a really young player, but one of those mid range yeah. guys from January, that's ultimately going to make the most impact. And it feels like this has the potential to be one of those. Dude, I love him. I, I've been raving about him ever since I've you know seen him out there. He's been really it, solid. Like he's, he's been really he's solid. Awesome. And it, it, it's just he's another guy who just it just looks refreshing. We're 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 starting to get some turnover in the side in a positive fashion. We've obviously lost guys like Tony Rudiger, who was an amazing piece. We need to we okay. need to reinforce him with long term pieces like a Benoit Badiashile again. 21 years old. These are foundational pieces. He's a guy that looks like he could be projecting himself as a starter eventually in the French national side. So if that doesn't yeah. make a statement about the type of player that he is, I don't know what else does. So if he continues to cut his teeth in the Premier League, you're going to see him out there in the Euros and you're going to see him out there uh, in the other big tournaments representing France, which is only just a, a great reflection of the type of investment that we've made. For sure. All right, man. Do we want to talk about the other guy? I See, I love watching highlights of this dude. I think he's super exciting. Another left footer. Nodi, excuse me, Noni Madueke, 20 years old. The Englishman, which I didn't realize he was English, uh, playing yeah. at PSV. Another super, super, super pacey guy. Very exciting. Where's the number 10 for PSV right now, which is no small feat. That, that shows something. Uh, they've had some players come through there. I love this guy. His highlight package, when you're watching it, is very exciting. I've got this is the biggest question mark for me out of everybody. Number one, I don't trust anybody that's coming out of the Eredivisie. I don't trust anybody at any position. I just don't trust them. The, there's a level of competition over there is just nowhere near many of the other European leagues. Um, we've had a problem with injuries, a really big problem. This is not about his skill set because, again, he's great on the dribble. You're right. The highlight package looks good. He's a young English player. He counts against homegrown. Like, there's a lot of good stuff on paper about him. But we've also been in the habit recently, and we've all been bitching and whining nonstop about how injured our team is and how depleted our team is and what's going on. But it, it, if you're going to go ahead and pick up guys who have troubling injury histories and then get upset when they get injured and aren't contributing to the team, it's kind of your own fault. Like you shot yourself in the foot. 
You know, Wesley Fafana, he's a tremendous talent. He's great. He's been injured nonstop throughout his career. It's totally shocking that he injured the exact same part of his body where he's had previous injuries. No. This is another one. He's had a shit ton of injuries. He's sat out a ton of games for PSV. So, talent is there. On the ball dribbling is there. I am happy that for his position, whether he's the guy that develops to take over that role, or if it's, yeah, we still have Raheem Sterling. He's the forgotten man. We're all thinking about all these forwards and wingers that we keep on plugging into the team. Nobody even talks about Raheem anymore. Um, or if it's any of the other guys that we brought in, whether they're going to end up taking that mantle, but to have some depth and to be able to play around with those pieces is obviously great. And listen, if he does, if he's fit and he continues to develop and he's great, you know, we didn't pay that much for the guy. So all in all, a good move, but I still think it's risky because, dude, his injury history is checked. I mean, we splashed $38 million on him. It is that English premium, and all those clubs around the world know how much these English players mean to their you know English home clubs. Uh, I'll just, you know, he is 20. Uh, a lot of these guys do grow out of their, you know, quote unquote injury history as they, as they continue to develop. I really think that he has a chance to, to be something special when, when you start to put him across from a Mudrick playing underneath, uh, um, you know, uh, and in Cuckoo, I mean, you start to see some very pacey, interesting guys who can play a lot of different types of balls, left foot, right foot, seems pretty exciting, man. I, I But I, I do agree the caution. I just hope uh, at you know age 20, he's got the ability to bounce back from some of this stuff and, and set himself straight. I hope so too. Listen, for all these guys, all we want is the best. It's just this, this is the one out of everyone that we signed that I'm like, this could go completely south. But again... It's not like we banked a ton of cash into the guy in current football terms. So it was certainly worth the gamble. He's really talented. And let's just hope he stays healthy. Because if he stays healthy, I think he could be a weapon. All right, man. How about this? Uh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Another super talented, big-time youngster just signed him. 19-year-old, 32 million bucks out of Lyon. The right back, the fast, direct, young, depth for Reese piece, Malo Gusto. Another good one. We need it. I almost think he's almost too high a quality for what we're getting. I don't know where we play him ultimately. He's a good player and he's a starting caliber player. And you're coming over here and you're going to be a backup to Reese James. So unless we're going to start tinkering with things and go back into a back three and maybe have Reese James play a part of that back three on the right side, which he's done before, though the way certainly he's better out wide. You know, I, I just don't know if he has the versatility. I, I, we needed cover right back because again, Reese has his own. Think about how many matches issues. we're going to be playing, dude. Like again, I, like, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if he has the versatility or Fever has been able to play cover on the other side. I don't think but, he. I has. mean, I don't know. But listen, know. you look at look at our look at our fullbacks now. You've got Ben Chilwell and you've Kukurea. got Kukurea on one side. You've got Reese James and you got this guy. Pretty good. One. That doesn't suck. That doesn't suck at all. And again, not a ridiculous fee for a really good, solid young oh, player. And great lettuce too, by the way. Uh, shout out, yes. shout out yeah. big time, big time lettuce. Love that. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he looks good. And again, he's just like, he's got the skills that are also fit. He, he does seem to fit a mold. We're starting to see a little bit of a mold, I think, because you just made it, you know, the, the point you got Joel Cucurea, you've got Reese and now you've got Gusto. 
you start to give yourself options, not only just to, uh, you know, give a guy a rest, maybe in a certain situation, a Kukurea fits in better than a Ben Chilwell and, and you know, and the inverse and, 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 you know, the same thing on the right side, it just gives more pieces. And if you, you know, you have a lot of available you know pieces, the chess game becomes, you know, that much easier. And whether we like it or not, Grand Potter's going to be here to stay for the foreseeable future. So we got to start to, to, to put some faith in the, in the meek man. Oh no! No more excuses now. No, 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 no doubt about <laughs> it. No doubt about it. So, bro, you just had another two hundred something million euros thrown in. There may be more coming. So, dude, you better make the most of this. So, uh, keeping with our with our theme, brother, you might uh, be surprised. We added another young midfield piece, Mister Andre Santos out of Vasco da Gama. We shelled out thirteen and a half million for him. I'm not going to steal the the thunder early on this guy. I have a feeling this is the type of dude that you like. I do. I think he's a project. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the first team for a while. I could, you know, this is a good way to kind of pivot the the conversation because I think that most of the guys that we've discussed so far are legitimate Chelsea potential first team, maybe second string contributors. Now we're getting to the portion of the conversation, which goes back into what is this club going to look like? And what is this entity going to look like moving forward? Are we going to build out the satellite club system? We used to have like this ridiculous, awful loan army. We just sent, you know, 20, 30 players off to various teams to go ahead and get trained up and pick up experience. You know, is this the type of guy where maybe short term, that's what's going to have to happen until we start to develop that satellite system? Or is this the type of guy where, again, if we end up picking up a club in another European league, the type of guy who can start to cut his teeth there and then eventually maybe make his way back if he turns out to be, you know, a Brazilian midfield specialist? I mean, could you imagine dumping, you know, having a, having a you know, a, like to your point, like a team in France, dumping a, a kid like him and maybe like a, a Slonina and some of these other, you know, young pieces, popping them over there, to your point, letting them cut their teeth. I mean, that's the dream uh, because you, you're, you're going to be playing that same type of system. That's the other thing that Bully is doing. He's he's going to, to bolster just the overall mechanical function of the organization, you know, from the ground up and really with a focus on development of talent and identification of young talent, which we haven't had uh, in, in our, in our history. There, there, there was a lot of um, uh, I would say, Organized chaos, maybe under uh, the the, the, the Abramovich uh, reign, but you know, from Santos, you got a kid who's obviously a, a very uh, well built kid. He's solid with his feet. He's got goals in him. He scores goals with his head. He scores goals with his feet. Um, draws fouls. Uh, it, it would be great to see him develop in a league uh, situation or or a Bundesliga type spot and 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 see what he could do i'm I'm definitely with the uh, growth trajectory status and dude he's a he's a super talented young player again these are the, and i think you hit the, you hit the nail on the head we were either spending tons of cash for guys who were supposed to make a contribution directly into the first team whether that worked out or not and then we were always hearing musings of these guys that were coming out of cobham or youth players what they were going to do and for the most part unless they were forced in because of circumstances outside of club decision-making, they never really got a shot. So it was either that there would be the occasional guy coming from youth that would somehow find his way in, or we were just overpaying for guys and just chucking them at the first team, t- 
taking guys that we you know, where we screwed up the transaction, getting them off on loans, and that was it. It feels more balanced now because we still have a lot of really talented guys coming out of Cobham and in the youth levels, like a Levi Colwell. Like there's a ton of guys who have the potential to come up. That we still have guys that need to develop, like Lewis Hall and Amari Hutchinson, who we've seen some cameo appearances from. Uh, but we also need to fill in the meat here. We need some of the guys that maybe are more talented than what we have potentially coming out of Cobham. That whether it's loan or whether it's sitting on the bench and developing with the team, we can start to bring those guys along. So again, just a little bit more balance across the spectrum of talent. No, no, agreed. And look, man, the the more pots you plant, the more trees you're going to get. You, you know, and, and, absolutely. And just, I, I think that's part of the you know overall strategy. And it, but it, it's good to see it. This doesn't seem willy nilly to me. It doesn't seem like they're just doing things with no rhyme or reason, just a splash cast. Just, you know, just so. It really looks like, you know, again, in a strategic fashion, bullish trying to take advantage of a unique market situation or whatever before maybe rules change or get massaged. And then also building that foundation of, okay, now we're going to have a pipeline for talent, uh, which I think over the course of time, making those other club investments is going to, you know, benefit as the feeder system continues to grow. He, I'm telling you, man, he wants to bring that baseball, triple A, double A, you know, modeling to Chelsea football club. That's what, that's what he's aiming for. Yeah. The multi-club model. I mean, I would, I would be astonished. They haven't announced anything. I'd be astonished if that doesn't happen. But again, these are the type of players where if you can kind of keep the transactions in house, you can control how the fees work. How um, much you're you buying, develop, how much you're paying, how much you're releasing, how long you may have similar, similar systems, similar ways of playing. There's a lot that can go on here to bring, Really awesome continuity, and, da- and still have success in those other leagues. Data driven, and it's it's going to be data driven, yeah. man. And it's got to be now. Like the way that these franchises are run, and all that, it's got to be analytical driven. So, with that, another young, talented signing. We haven't seen him yet, Mister David Fofana, twenty years old from Molde, dropped thirteen mil on this guy. Pace, strength, finishing ability, dribbling. He's a true number nine. Uh, could be an interesting talent. We saw him for, I think, about 10 minutes. Forgot what game he was in. He had a really tight. Oh, it was against yeah, City. I, yeah, I think it was yeah, the City in yeah, the FA Cup. We don't know what this we guy brings. Uh, he's another one I would put in the same bucket as Andre Santos. Um, I don't know what he brings to the table exactly. He looks good. I'm glad we got him. He seems to be a really good, young, talented guy. Whether. I think we might end up seeing a little bit more of him this season because, again, at some point, even though we have a ton of bodies that have come in, we don't have any striking talent. We don't have anybody who can play a true number nine. So if there are games where we need to give guys a rest or if we need uh, inside certain games where we're either up or down and we can get him some minutes, I'd love to see what he brings to the table. But again, another young, talented player, good for development. Whether he stays here, he ends up going elsewhere to develop. This is all the type of shit that we need to mix into the fold. Cause not every, there's only so many spaces. We can't have everybody come right into the first team or be sitting on the bench with a useful role. No, it, it, it's unbelievable. So, all right, man. But so between the six guys that we just talked about, who we brought in in January on permanence, on permanence, average age of 20 years old between these six additions, the old man is Mr. Mudrick at 22 all the way down to Mr. Santos at 18. And you could even, you know, 
it, it's great to see the youth movement here, man. It, it's unreal. We've got Joao Felix, who we brought in on loan, twelve million bucks. He's twenty three. What is he? He's a false nine, right? He's a second striker. Uh, is he a number ten? He's not a striker. He's not an out now nine. No, <clears throat> no, he's not a number nine. He's either a false nine. I think he could probably play on both wings. He could probably play at ten. He's a weapon. The guy's a weapon. Um, out of everybody, he's the one that I'm actually most intrigued by. Big money guy. I really Big hope. Big money guy. There, there has, there hasn't been any develop. There hasn't been any word that's come out as far as you know. Is there a true option to buy? Like what? What happens after the end of the season? I really hope that there's some kind of a clause or something that yeah, was baked into this buy. loan deal. I don't think it's. I haven't seen anything that says that it's absolutely defined that we do have the option to buy the player at the end of the season. I've looked for it too, unless I missed it. Um, I know there's been speculation that maybe there is something in there. I haven't seen anything definitive. I really hope it's in there though, because from what I saw in the first 60 minutes of that game, we haven't seen that type of creativity out on the wing since good. we brought in the the likes of Eden Hazard. You know, to a lower extent, Willian. He's a tremendously talented player. And I think if we see a guy like this in a system that's going to play to his strengths and allow for offensive flow and be surrounded by commensurate talent, I think we could really see the best of him. So I'd say he's the one that's the most intriguing for me because I think that this is a test sample size. And then if we need to drop cash on him to extend him to a longer deal, assuming we have the option to do so, we can. If we don't have that option, I'm still excited for what he's going to be able to bring for the rest of the year. And I think he's going to put up numbers. At that point, I think it's going to be much harder to sign him. Because if he goes out and he becomes like a free market player, I think there's going to be a lot of really big teams that are going to come in to sign to, to, to line up for his services. I mean, no no doubt. How he shows out for, for us is, is going to be determining the career trajectory for him in the, I think, near and long term, quite frankly. Uh He's a really crafty, special player. He 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 could be really, really. I mean, good. I look just like you said earlier, man. All we want is for the best for all these guys. Of course, we want them to be successful. You know, we we love the side, uh, we love the club. We want everybody that they bring in to have success with us. And same same applies to to him. Um, but you know, before we transition a little bit more, I just wanted to throw in just you know one other you know thing real quick, just to hammer down on the youth, man. Fafana in the summer. 21. Carney Chukwemeka, 18. Gabby Slonina, the American goalkeeper who looked great in his debut, by the way. I, I think he's great. Hey, America, we do keepers, bro. We do. We like we're good at catching shit. Like and, and like and throwing stuff generally. So look, I, I really like him. And then Broya coming off the injury. I know he's 20. We got a lot of youth around, is the point. And you know, I think we have some some really, really, really big foundational pieces. And then, you know, before we talk about maybe some of the other guys we're linked with real quick, I also just wanted to throw this in here, man. I, I really got to get this in. The re-signing of Tiago Silva, foundational piece, and it looks like we're going to be maybe looking to sign N'Golo Kante. I think having both of those guys as just a veteran presence to balance out some of this youth, guys who have, you know, won World Cups, won Champions League, uh, won Premier League titles, won French League titles, the whole the whole nine yards. 
uh, those two guys are going to be big time, big time pieces, I think, for for Chelsea moving forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I, I love the fact that we're investing in youth and we're trying to build something like we've been looking for sustainability, forgetting about necessarily the coach, but also about the team, about the team. Like we want, we want a group of guys that can like each other, grow together, achieve success together. Um, this is the way to do it. You got to dump money into young, talented players and then be able to cultivate and nurture and get them to get to their absolute best. It also makes them more marketable if you have to sell yep. them, yeah. right? You can build them up. If you run out of space, you can go ahead and get large fees back, which we've never really done. Um, so this is definitely the way to do it. And I'm pumped that they're doing it. I'm, I don't mind the fact if they have the money to spend, it's not my money. Go ahead and spend the money. If you're going to keep it within the rules and you're going to take some risk, by all means, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. We also have Christopher and Kuko coming in Love next that. summer. Love him. So there's a ton of pieces. Um, and they're all, I, I think this is our pivot point. <laughs> the, the obvious thing here is that we're seeing that we have brought in a lot of reinforcements up top, a lot of reinforcements in the back, having the older and the elder statesmen act as mentors, provide the captaincy, somebody to wear the armband, be a leader for these young guys on and off the field, all crucially important. Now, what the hell do we do about our midfield? Well, what do we do about well, our midfield? There's two. There's that- two names. There's two names that are out there. And like, and you know, they're, they're right up on the top. You got the 21 year old uh, Mr. Caicedo from Brighton and the 22 year old World Cup champion Enzo Fernandez, who's still at uh, Benfica. Man, looks like we're trying to step up another offer for him. Uh, I'm, I'm, seeing, <sighs> I'm seeing all the news, the swirlies. Uh, I mean, let me ask you this. Let me just let, let's just. Let's do let's do fun for shits and giggles. I don't think we have a chance. We've said this stuff before. Summertime. Let's just go and let's just go fast forward towards summer. And I think that you know our ability to finish fourth is going to have a huge impact on this. Can we afford and can we bring Jude Bellingham? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Even if, I mean, and I got to be honest, I like Jude Bellingham. I like him a lot. Don't tell me you don't think he fits. Don't tell me you don't think he fits. I don't think we need him. I really don't think we need him. I don't think we need a guy who's, because what I have seen from him, and I've, I've seen quite a bit, I don't see the facilitator. I see a guy who's really good at poaching goals from the midfield. I don't see the guy who's got the creativity. Like he doesn't have the, he's not the Seth Fabregas type. He's not the creative, you know, playing balls in, you know, splitting open defenders, playing balls over the top. I don't see any of that in him. I see a athletic, really good player, but he's a goal scoring midfielder. I don't know if we need that. I don't think that's what we're desperate for. I think we're desperate for creativity out of our midfield and somebody who's really just excels at the transitional portion of the game. So, listen, if you tell me that we picked him up, would I be upset? Absolutely not, because he's one of the brightest talents in Europe. I'm looking for something else, though. Do you think, you know, this just popped into my head, literally, as, you know, we're looking at some of the names here. You got Caicedo. You got Enzo. These guys that we're talking about, Jude Bellingham. 
throw throw it's in alvarez in there also because we were linked with him over the summer that might be something that we can get back to if we can't get that, anything that, that's that is another great point let me just throw this out at you there's going to be guys leaving the club we, we, we've got a very interesting summer uh ahead of us with all this attacking talent that we're bringing in and and you know trying to resign mason mount trying to get some other stuff done do you think this affords Kai Havertz an opportunity to go back into maybe like a midfield type role uh, as opposed to a true attacking player? Or do you think now he becomes spare parts and you try to sell him, you know, for 60 million because you got all these guys coming in. He's not an out and out number nine. I don't think that Kai Havertz is a winger. Um. The only position I want Kai Havertz in is center of a 4-2-3-1. That's the only place I want to see him. He's not strong enough with the ball at his feet. He's not creative. He doesn't have that great – how many times have you seen him play a pass and you're like, that was you – know, I can see that he has the vision. He's got the touch. He reads what's going on around him, the type of things that you need to have when you're a midfielder. If you're a midfielder – and you're accepting a ball from a defender, you need to have the awareness of what's going on around you. You need to know not only where your opponents are, but where your guys are so that you can make lightning quick decisions. Lightning quick decision has nothing to do with Kai Havertz. He's the exact opposite of all of that. So if we're going to play formationally, because I do think that there's talent there as an attacker, if we're going to play something like a 4-2-3-1, which may be where we're going with all these guys up top, I see him having a role there. Other than that, hell no. I don't want him near in midfield. He's not pacey enough. He doesn't have the awareness. He doesn't have the decision-making. Does not have the passing strength. Does not have the defensive strength. No, thank you. Move on from that. Not at all. Tell me how you really, what about me you? How you really feel, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I dropped the hammer on that one. All right. No, do, you, what, do, you, do you think that he could play a role in, the, in any form of formation in midfield? I think I'm definitely you know, more in the center of the pitch you know, than out wide or anything like that. He's just... He seems to be a little bit of a man without a country right now. It, you know, exactly. Apparently, he, he likes it at the club. He, he feels good. I just don't just don't know exactly where he fits in. But, yeah, he would have to be in a in a, in a a sort of a playmaking role as opposed to, I, you know, certainly not a holding midfielder or anything like that. But I'm just trying to throw some different scenarios out here because we're bringing in a lot of different types of bodies and a lot of guys who play a different – type position from from him so uh it's gonna be interesting so i mean dude you could also we could see like if we i know it's not a popular formation but if you move to something where you had two strikers up top I, oh did yeah like a i four, mean four him playing that something false, else. like a false nine but isn't yeah. that joao felix isn't joao felix doing that like that's i don't know who who knows yeah who, i mean who, listen I, i'm thinking just formationally i haven't really gone through the the mechanics of what players to sub in where I think if you're playing a four, four, two, like maybe you could have Jao Felix out playing out on the wings in the middle four with two act true midfielders, maybe. But I think this makes a good point as we're going through the mental gymnastics of this is why the hell do I want to have to create a formation to fit a player in when he probably just, there you go. Square peg round hole. That's like the definition of it. So, uh, you know, that's that. All right, man. So, so like, as we, as we wrap up, Let's maybe wait, 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 wait. We, we, we've got to talk about no, the midfield. No, no, we got to talk about no, the midfield. No, 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 not, no, not that. Right. I'm not, not over. Like I'm, I'm saying, wrapping up the, this, this part. Hey, okay, I Kyle, host the show. Like, like, so <laughs> no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done talking. I want to talk more. It's been a week. Talk about the midfield some more. Then 
right. I do. So, I so would well, like well, to. Who else did you want to talk about then? Who do you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to ask you a do question. It. I'll pose this to you. If it's going to take the release clause for Enzo Fernandez, but you get him now. Yeah. Or you're going to have to pay whatever astronomical, stupid, silly sum for Moises Caicedo, but you get him now. Mm-hmm. Or you or you punt on both. And you have the ability to get a guy like Edson Alvarez, or obviously there'll be other players available, and you wait until the summer, which may remove both of those two players off of the table. What would you do? Oh, and, and you know what? Uh, shame on me. What's the what's the number in the street for Edson Alvarez right now? I forgot what we were looking to pay Ajax over the summer. We're not talking about the type of money that Caicedo and Brighton are commanding and nowhere near what Benfica is asking for Fernandez. I would, I'm going to take a stab at this, which could be way off. I should look this up while we're talking about it. I'm thinking like in the maybe 40 to 60 range. And here, here's my other thing. I feel, I guess this this could apply to a lot of clubs. Some of these Ajax guys are hit or miss as well. Uh, you know, they have a very interesting uh, system. They obviously they're they're in the league that you just absolutely demolished a couple of minutes ago. Um, so if PSV sucks, why why is Ajax so good? Um, I mean, I, I would say of all those guys. Caicedo is clearly the most familiar to Graham Potter. Uh, he he understands the uh, the ceiling of that guy. I would go probably with uh, with Enzo though, if I had to to take my pick, because there is something about that championship pedigree, and he does seem to have that that Argentinian relentlessness. Uh, he, you know what I mean? I, when I actually see Enzo. I see like Diego Simeone's mentality like out on the field. And that's the type of guy that will die on his shield. Uh, and that's the type of dude that that we need. Um, I really do like like Enzo a lot. He's probably the guy that I would go with. Caicedo, he seems to kind of be forcing himself out. And, of course, we don't know the guy. We don't know the individual situation. And maybe he's desperate to get back to Grand Potter, which could be a you know a great sign in the sense of he wants to go to Grand Potter and perform for him. That's something that I don't know, but my uh, initial um, sort of feelings would definitely be Enzo would be the guy that I would want out of all three. Yeah, so just just to clarify on it, last summer our bid was forty three million pounds. So I was in the ballpark oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for for, for, Alvarez. for Alvarez. And and look, the and we're talking about great players, regardless. I mean, all, all these all these guys are fantastic talents. Who really knows? They're all very very young. No one knows how these things project, but you just got to go with what you've seen so far. And, you know, guys are winning World Cups. That that, that premium and that eyeball is just going to be on them. It's just the way it is. Um, I, 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 what I, I'll tell you what I don't want. If, if we're going to go in and throw 100-plus at Enzo Fernandez, my gut feels, although it's a ridiculous, Ridiculous amount of money, especially after what Benfica paid for the player a year ago. We're talking like a 10x on valuation. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But if we're going to do that, like I would be, I, you know, I'd be like, all right, we overpaid, but okay. Uh, if we go back, you know, the summertime comes around and then there's Alvarez or anybody else. I'm okay with that also. And then just staying pat and we'll figure it out. 
I do not want Moises Caicedo. I just don't want him. I, and it's not because I think he's a bad player. I think he, I think he is a pretty talented player. And from what I've seen with his time at Brighton and his time with Ecuador during the World Cup, I've liked what I've seen. I think he's talented. But I'm not paying a guy that much money for, what's it been? Four or five months of Premier League play. Yeah, agreed. And, and, and I also do not want to continue to have Brighton bend us over and just take it, it to it's us. It's unbelievable, right? Like, dude, like if we made an initial bid and it was like 50 or in the range, which I think is where we came in with them initially, and they're like, no, 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 80. It's like, all right, yeah. off. no way, no way. So I want to avoid that one like the play. The other two or whatever options may come up during the summertime, I'll revisit. But again, if we just think about what we have on the team, if we can get N'Golo Conte healthy, which is a big if, you have a midfield role in any formation and somebody who's like the quintessential transitional defensive stopper just steals possession away, just rips it. He's really good. The, the, probably the best, at, the best at it. So you have that role filled. You still have Mateo Kovacic, who I still think is a world-class player. All right. And, 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 can, and is a two-way Agreed. midfielder. See, I don't want, although I don't want that number eight going anywhere. I want that Mateo Kovacic. Number eight in the side. Or, you know, just, uh, you know, we we still have Mason Mount for whatever he is, and then forget about everybody else because you know, beside maybe Carney Chukwamaker or any young boys, because I don't want to hear about Connor Gallagher. Let's, well, let's talk about we, that. But we, we, but that we, that's what I want to talk about now. That's okay. what I want to talk about. All right, who's going? But I, I, we need we need somebody creative. We need a creative midfielder. That's what I'm dying for. Somebody who's real because N'Golo Conte isn't giving you anything in transition. Moving forward, he's not terrible, but he's not good. We need somebody who can really contribute to the attack with decision-making, passing, and with the occasional score. And I see that in Enzo Fernandez, which is why I've been that way. Anyway, I'm done. Go ahead. Where did you want to go All right. with this? So with that, yeah, we don't want to talk about Connor Gallagher anymore. We don't want to talk about the other guys in the midfield anymore. I want to talk about the assets that we think are like are headed out the door. Because we know yes. Mr. Ziyech, he he's probably going to be out in the next couple days. Like I think he's probably going to go in January. We're looking for 20 million pounds. Seeing interest from Everton, Roma, which would be a great spot for him with Tammy Abraham playing under Jose Mourinho. I think he would be great in Italy. Connor to Palace, Connor to somewhere else, Connor to Newcastle, Connor wants to stay. Connor anywhere. He he, he wants to stay, uh, but it remains to be seen what's going to happen with him. Pooley's done. He's, He's. He's going to yep. get out of here in the summer. I think he's headed probably to AC Milan. There's no way he's going to go to Juve now with the with the drop. Uh, does he go to a Newcastle? If Newcastle are playing Champions League football, they just signed Anthony Gordon today, so I don't know about that. But you know, it yeah. could could be interesting. I think he's going to probably going to change leagues. I think he'll end up in in Italy probably. I think he'll be, I think he'll be better served and sentimentally because I know we both love him for playing for the Stars and Stripes. I kind of want him to get out. I don't think he can take the beating that they just bestow on him in the Premier League anymore. You can go to pretty much any other league in Europe and give a, you'll have a little bit more room to show what you can oh, do. I, I totally. so whether he's going to Italy, France, wherever. I, I And he deserves a time oh, to play. And he does. And I, I think he's going he's gonna to go to a Champions League type side. There's no way he's going to go to you know some small diminutive club. like that. That's, that's not happening. And, of course, we wish him nothing but the best. Kai, we already chopped up his situation. Who knows what the hell is going on there? He's got, he'll, he, he should you know, still fetch a fee. 
when it, when it, when it all said and done. Mace, Chelsea boy through and through, been here since the age of six. Uh, you know, with the Liverpool pursuit, there's a lot going on there. Um, can we meet his wage demands? I, you know, no one really knows what's what's going on there with him. Can we keep Mace? Those are all. I think he hit probably like the main points as far as who stays, who goes. Oh, we got um, more, bud. We got more. I know, but those, I think those are. I think those are like the big ones, right? Like, like will will someone take Koulibaly off of our hands because his transition has been garbage. Um. I think he can definitely go. I'd rather have Levi Colwell back than have Kaladu Koulibaly aging on our bench. Uh, but out of the guys you mentioned, I could, I'm kind of hoping that a few of these guys are used as sweeteners for Benfica. So pay a pay hundred something million for the guy. And if we can't get up to the full release clause, I don't know, send Pulisic, send ZX, send one, send, send Connor, Connor Gallagher if he's <laughs> dumb enough to take him. Use them, use them to sprinkle on. All right, you need you need a replacement midfielder. No, take, take Ruben Loftus. Very pacey. Take Ruben Loftus. Take him too. Take, take him too. I think like I think all of the guys that we just mentioned, whether I like them, whether I think that they can contribute or not, are getting boxed out of this squad. And I don't think any of them should stick around. Yeah, I mean Ruben's going to be gone. Beside, beside maybe Kai. I, I think I think Kai Havertz is the one wild card where it would be a shame because I think that maybe there is a ceiling there that is really worthwhile. He just hasn't quite figured it out yet. He's the one guy that I would I would rather take the risk of holding on to and potentially losing out on some future valuation. All the rest of those guys for a lot of reasons, some of which I don't like them. I don't think that they're Chelsea worthy. Others, I think they are potentially Chelsea worthy, but it's just not the best fit. I think they got to go. I think all those guys got to go. That's fair. I mean, because Ruben, Georgie, Alba is out, definitely. Uh, Mendy is having some issues negotiating with about wages. It's gotta go. I mean, so, so, it's gotta so there's, go. there's, there's, there's some stuff there, but I mean, and Mount, Mount, I guess Mount's the other one too. That's a tricky one because his head's been up his ass for a while now and he's not playing like the Mason Mount that we've seen. Um, if he can remove said head from said ass, yeah. then I would certainly want to keep him because he is Chelsea through and through. And he's a, you know, whether he's a starter or whether he's, Somebody that's in a very regular rotation in the midfield. There's value. There's a lot of value there, and I love the guy. So I would say him and Kai. There's a you know. There's tough decisions to be made, and I hope they stay. Every other one of those names. Thank you for your service. Uh, I, mean, un- I wish you, I wish you well. Unbelievable elsewhere. players. Unbelievable players, man. So look, bro. We just we just ran a marathon talking about yeah. everything that's been been going on. Action packed episode. We appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to us, our uh, our opinions. We really appreciate all the support that everyone's been giving us out there. Uh, thank you for the likes. Thank you for the follows on all the social media platforms. Thank you for listening to us. Dude, this is a great show, man. I'm glad that we uh, got together to do this. We got more action coming up uh, on Friday in the Premier League. We'll be back uh, on schedule with the Premier League preview show uh, midweek just to get you guys appetites ready for the game uh, on Friday. Can't wait to do that. In the meantime, be safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. America is blue. We really appreciate it, everybody.